check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Hola, welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about children with disabilities. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. So what I always like to say, some can relate, some appreciate, and some hate. So, I have my son who is 20 years old, and since he was probably around maybe two or three, um, it was brought to my attention one day when he was in the daycare that they wanted me to get him evaluated because they said he wasn't really, um, you know, talking as much. So, I was like, okay, you know, I wasn't really going to argue or say otherwise because I kind of noticed... as well but it was again it was brought to my attention so i went got him evaluated um they checked to see like they do tests and um they did that for a while because he's it's been happening for for years so eventually before he went into school he was evaluated i was told that he had a speech and a learning disability and after once he went into public school and he also ended up having an IEP because there was a whole process when it comes to the board of ed and these things happen. And I guess you have to let them know and they kind of help you out. So with, you know, board of ed, he had the IEP and ended up being like basically in a classroom with all the other kids, even if they're, even if he was the only one with the disability. Um, so they did a whole, like a 12, one to one, so, like, you know, the 12 students, I don't know if it's, like, the para, I forgot how it's called, the one para, and, of course, my son. Um, it always bothered me because I ended up getting help for him, and there's this thing that I was always trying to figure out. What is considered a disability? What does a disability look like? It was something that it was just kind of, like, does my son have to have um, a missing arm, a missing leg? Does he have to be um, confined to a bed? Because I've seen many, many different type of things when it comes to disabilities or reasons of why people are not able to to be out there and, and, and live actually a normal life. Because now where the school I'm working at, I'm actually working with kids. Um, I'm sorry. So I'm now working in a school that actually helps children with disabilities. And the children that I've seen there, it it, it varies. And I love it. And I'm just so disappointed as a parent because I was never given the information um, how to go about helping my son that I feel that if he would have been in this school and just to even know that this school has been around almost as long as my son, 
And I'm talking about, it, they probably could have been there before 1980, but this school has been there that long. And it's really disappointing because as I see the kids there and I'm and I'm there helping out and understanding what's going on with the children, it's like my son could have been here. He could have been here. He could have been helped. It, I feel like him now as an adult, as a man, it would have been so much different if I would have known about this school. But I don't know if I wasn't told only because it's located in Queens and it's located in Brooklyn. And it's really disappointing um, that I now have to find out about this school and see that my son could have, things could have been so much different for him. But me, you know, now even though he's older and I'm still going to ask questions because again, I always tell him mommy's not going to be here forever. And I want to make sure that when I'm not here that he's good because who else is going to be able to take care of him? So I need to make sure that I find out information for him to make sure that he will be set and taken care of. So there are ladies who work there who she's given me some good information, especially now that he's older. Um, I think she told me it's a, an Excelsior, if I'm saying it correctly, because I know it took a screenshot. Excelsior um, workshop um, scholarship, which helps because he has an IEP. And I love talking to her because I feel like that's, I mean, I'll take all the information that I can get when it comes to him if he ever decides he wants to go to college and how he can be helped out, which I think is great. Um, but like I said, um, if there's any parents out there listening, if there's anybody who has friends, family with children with disabilities, again, make sure that you fight for these kids because the teacher that's there, she makes sure that she fights for her kids in that classroom. One of the students was actually, I've, I've tried to find out like exactly what each one of them have, but again, they're still being evaluated. So it hasn't really been said what exactly each one has, but it's like fight for your children. If you know that your child has a disability and you know that he cannot be mixed in with the other kids. And I don't want to use the word, I don't know if I could say regular children who don't, or I should just say children who don't have a disability. And you know that your child needs that extra help or not to be thrown into a classroom with everybody else because you know that he's going to get lost. And that was another thing that lady said. Some of these people don't really care. I don't know if it has to do with money. I don't know the situation, but it's like what she said. These kids will get lost in the system if the parents don't fight for them, if they don't have teachers like the one I'm working with who will fight for these kids to make sure that they get the help that they need because that is so important because, again, these children one day are going to become adults. I feel bad because now I wonder, too, I wonder if these are the same adults that are walking around the street that were over here calling them crazy and mental, not even knowing that, let's say, if that could have been them because they didn't get the help that they needed. You know what I mean? So it's so many things that I think about now that it's so interesting that I'm learning so much. And it's just like, I appreciate all the information I'm getting. And I'm looking at things so differently because, again, I've heard things like there are parents who are older, who still want to take care of their children. They don't want to put them in no type of facility or place. They want to be the ones to still take care of them. But then it's like, once they pass away, what's going to happen with them? What are the people going to consider what's wrong with this adult? Because they didn't want to take those next steps because they still wanted to be there to take care of them. And it's just like so many things that sometimes we need to look into. But like I said, back then I wasn't really thinking about it. I feel like 
I don't know if there wasn't much information or because I wasn't talking to the right people. And I think that's another reason why, because I've even gone to the Board of Ed um, that's located in, in Brooklyn on Livingston, basically letting them know about my son, explaining to them what my concerns were, what I wanted help with. And you know how many times I've heard when he was in school and it came to do IEPs, it's kind of like, yes. And I was like, living social skills for me was so very important because it's like, again, I want him to be a productive citizen out there. I want him to at least be able to 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 do something to know what he needs to do to understand what the world is like again when i am no longer here and all i got was yeah we could look at and never and this is what happens too and it's uh, i'll take responsibility it's kind of my fault because what happens when you don't stay on top of them these things don't get done it'll be like they, they mention it to you but nothing happens I have to still keep looking around and asking people and, and finding places. Cause now with the, in the high school that he's in, I love the counselor. She's been very, very helpful. She wants him to finish school. She tries to give me as much resources as she's can. Um, I, there's a school and I know I have the papers. I know it's close by, um, cause I have it on my bed. <laughs> I should get it right now because I, I think I have put it on the side. Hopefully, I don't know if you got, if you guys can still hear me, but um, let me go grab those papers. You can't. Um, but I know she gave me some papers and I actually have it perfect. I have it right here. There's one here called Access New York. And then there's the one called for VR services which I, if I'm correct, this is the one that the counselor had mentioned to me where he can go in because he has an IEP. Um, he can take sort of like a test to say, I guess what he, what he's interested in um, type of thing he likes and that this place would actually help him get a job. And even with an IEP, and I love when she said that, let's say, even if maybe something happens, he leaves the job or gets fired or whatever happens, he can always come back and they can help him get another job. And I was like, these are the things that I want to hear, because, again, I want to make sure that he is OK. But now with my son, like I said, he's 20, um, he's older and it's kind of like it's hard to talk to him. And I've been trying to get other people to talk to him, but this is exactly what my concern was. And about, I'm saying like, again, if you have anybody out there, when it comes to their children, you know, it's really important because he'll do this thing where people will talk to him and he's smiling and nodding like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreeing to whatever anybody is saying. But at the same time, he's listening, but he's not listening. He's not understanding at the moment how serious and important it is for him to finish school, for him to be set. And it's so hard because it's, it's so heartbreaking to me because I want to help him and he's not understanding right now. I don't know who else I can get to talk to him. I don't know what else I can do because at the time the problem was also once COVID hit, this whole pandemic, that also hurt him a lot that messed up everything and that's going to be next week's episode about remote learning but that just really messed up everything because now I'm just like oh my god 
all of a sudden we're home and, and it's just like, this is not helping because I need to help him. Now all of a sudden everybody's too comfortable and it's, it's like talking to the wall because it's like, oh my God, I want to make sure that he's okay and he's not listening to me. And I don't know if at the same time because he knows that he's older and it's like, whatever, of course he says to me like, mom, you're bugging or you're pressuring me. And I'm just like, yeah, mom is pressuring because this is so important. My daughter is fine. You know, I can talk to her, explain. She knows right from wrong. She knows what the consequences are going to be. He, at the moment, is not really understanding, and that's what hurts me so much because he's not really going to get what's going on. I Again, I don't know what else to do, how to make him understand. Like I said, he if even if I have somebody talk to him, it's just I love him because he'll, like I said, he'll smile in your face and nod. Just telling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of those things like, yeah, I hear you. Whatever you want to hear, just so you can get out of his face. But then we're back to the same thing. So like I said, this is, please, this is so important because like I said, it, it breaks my heart because they're, they're willing to let our children fail and especially kids with disabilities. And like I said, what I've seen at the school is kids that are either autistic, um, and I was trying to look for the definitions. I have some. Some of them are not able to move. Some of them have um, mobility problems. Also, some of them have speech problems. Some of them have behavioral. Behavioral, so it varies in that school. And I appreciate that school. Like, you don't understand. Like, they've been around for so long, and it just makes me mad. But hopefully, with whoever's listening to this, um, it should be another thing I should start giving out my information if anybody personally wants to hit me up because I am on Instagram. Same same name is um, Thoughts of a Light Skinned Woman on IG. And then also that's my email as well. So Thoughts of a Light Skinned, thoughts of a light skinned Woman um, at gmail.com because, like I said, these things are, are so important. Like I said, I'm still learning at this age, and my son is 20. I'm still trying to ask questions because I'm thinking this school is the perfect place to ask all the questions and find out everything that I need to know. And I already found out some stuff, which has been great, and it's just truly helpful. But what I was told at this school, like if um, if they have an IEP, because the ages vary, I think it's starting from like three and four years old, I don't know what's the youngest, but I, she, the teacher told me three and four. Um, she said if it's three years old, three or four, um, if they have an IEP, they can go to the school for free. They also have, like, universal pre-K. So she told me, I think, when it comes to the ages of... Did she say? Because, you see, I don't want to get it backwards. I might have it backwards. I think when they're universal pre-K already at four, they don't have to pay. Compared to if they're three years old, you would have to to pay when it comes to like universal pre-k before you know they actually move up so oh i know somebody i'm sorry because i'm also um doing a live on facebook as well oh yes yeah it just sucks because um i'm one of those people like the world is cruel and as parents, like I said, we really have to fight for our children. And I said, I said, like I said, I wish I would have known this sooner. You don't even know how much fighting I would have done back then. But I feel like I was trying. But again, I was just being told, I guess, whatever people wanted to give me at the time. And it has to be to the point that now any parents out there, and especially if your kids are still young, fuck that. Say, 
no, I'm going to ask somebody else or I'm going to get the help that I need or that they need to do something and not just settle with what they say. Because look at the situation I'm in now. I don't know what to do. I just think about it now, how he would have been if he would have gone to the school. A much different child, maybe. So different because these kids, you don't even understand. Um, my class, I love those kids. Um, from what the teacher tells me in the beginning when they came in, because, of course, you know, these kids don't don't know these people besides their parents from being at home. But coming into the school, she says, you know, they had their little issues um, trying to adjust. It took time. Um, they're doing better. I mean, me, I'm not even, when I try to like Google and they even gave me a paper about what the power professional was because I'm actually one of the kids in the class. I'm his one-to-one. I love this kid. Uh, he, he doesn't speak. He makes sounds, but he doesn't basically like verbalize any words. It's just more of like, just sounds like ka, 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 and things like that. And he won't speak, but he is very smart. That was the thing that I saw while working with him. He has this thing, like, I guess, can I say sort of like, um, I guess like an iPad, but this one's kind of bigger. It's, it's, I guess for some reason they call it a talker because that's what, how it helps him to communicate with me or anybody in the classroom. Like when he clicks on the words of like, I want to read and all the books are there for him on that um, device to let me know what he what he wants to read or if he's hungry he'll let me know what he wants to eat very smart child but it's just like I said he just can't verbalize so he has that to help him and I'll be just thinking like I wonder like I'm really hoping and wishing and everything the best for him that once he gets a little bit older that hopefully he'll be be able to actually start using words and talk because again like I said he's very smart only, um, if I'm correct, either like three or four years old. I think he's actually four now. And he knows so much. So it's one of those things, again, you can see a child and you don't even know. And that was the same thing I was saying. Like, what if when they're a little bit older, what if now as they're, as kids now and people are looking at them like, oh, my God, what's wrong with this child? He's so annoying. And, again, we can see kids. We can find some of them annoying. But it's sad because sometimes we don't know what's really going on. I mean, I've seen certain situations where I can kind of figure out, you know, you know something you know they must have sort of, sort of disability or something and i totally get it i can't really sit there and be mad because of whatever they're doing because that's what it is i can't be mad over that i can't you know get upset and and you know it's something that we we can't you know what i'm saying we can't help them that's how they are they can't express they feel a certain way so another one of the students there which i totally adore um he's a handful <laughs> uh, he has this thing where I think somebody mentioned about like OCD and also again he's very smart he's able to, to tell you certain words he repeats also very good he also knows a lot the only thing with him is he has to have everything set in a certain way. And me in the class, like I said, I'm learning all of this. To me, this is all very interesting. And I love it because I get to see something else besides from all the places I've worked in schools because I've worked in schools and daycare. So I've seen it all. But this school here, it's, I love it. Because like I said, I get to see and I'm like, it amazes me that when I see him and how he gets, everything has to be precise. 
If he's playing house, all the toys that were, were put out at that moment, the first day that all those toys were put out, the next time he put out that house with those toys, everything has to be there. He has such a memory that, again, you would be amazed thinking like, no, what's wrong with this kid? Nothing's wrong with him. But so smart that it's like one toy missing, forget it. He will get upset. He will make us look for the toy. Or even if we didn't take all the toys out, he knows what's missing from that whole, from all those things that were put out. Just he did it today. When he went to go sit down, it was like he kept looking behind him because he wanted to make sure that his seat was in the precise place where it was when he was first sitting there. It couldn't be nowhere in the corner. It couldn't be on the side. It had to be in the same spot because I was just sitting there just looking. And I'm like, what is he doing right now? Because he keeps looking back at the wall. And I'm looking at the wall, too, trying to see it. But then I figured it out. It's because he wanted to put the chair in the same place, wherever it's lining. He wanted to put it in that same spot. And it was interesting. Like, every time I see him, and now that I've been there almost for, like, what? Gosh, it's already been a month. Time flies. I already understand what's going on. Everything has to be the way it's done. Um, routines in the morning when we're doing morning meetings, everything has to be done the same way. If another teacher comes in, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, if another teacher comes in and she doesn't do what the other teacher does, he will have a fit because it's like, that's not what the other teacher does. This is what she does every morning. He will get upset. You have to do everything to the T. You can't do anything else. And again, it's so interesting because we usually in the classroom, we talk about it because I'm like, such a great, smart kid. But it's going to suck because once he becomes an adult again, or even once he's getting into the age, a lot of people are not going to understand that. A lot of people are going to look at him like, what's wrong with him? Some people probably get upset because I was just making a point and I was telling the lady because like, I can't imagine. So does that mean when his mother's with him and let's say if he has an appointment and he sits in that one specific chair, do you know that every time he goes there, he's going to want to sit in that same chair. So anybody that's sitting there, if they're sitting there, I know that he will make a, 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 a thing about it. Don't know, and I'll be like, again, I won't be there through his journey or none of these kids' journeys to know how they will be. But it's kind of like, hopefully, maybe something changes later on. Maybe it won't, and he'll just continue to be like that as from as he gets a little bit older into adult, where, again, this is how everything has to be. You cannot change it. You can't do nothing about it. But, again, I'm learning so much while I'm in that school, and I appreciate it because, again, it's just like, I wish I would have known about this before. So what I'm going to do is I'm looking at the time. Um, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a quick little break and then we'll come back. And I'll, I've, like I said, I found some definitions and some good information that again, Googling is everything. Google will find some things you need, not everything, but it will find some of the stuff you need. And then I'll talk about, um, some of the districts, anybody who lives in New York that I know that deal with children with, um, disabilities. So, um, we're going on a break. Welcome back I'm on the Wake Up Radio. I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie, and you're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. So, I have Cindy on the phone. Girl, I know what, you wanted to ask, right? Yeah, it's such a wonderful topic. I don't think people 
realize the strength and courage it takes to raise a child with a disability. It's not easy. Yeah, children themselves aren't easy, but with the disability, no matter what it is, it's something extra. It's that extra attention you have to give. Um, I want us to go way back uh, 25 years ago, right? Uh, sometime in the, I want to say in the, the 80s, when you did have a child. Yeah, we were children at the time, but when you did have a child, my aunt had my uh, cousin. She had two boys, and she had one. You imagine having one son, and he can read at two, and then having another son, and he just and um, it, it, it's something you take for granted, right? Because you'll have one kid that's like super smart, another kid not that they're, they're not smart. They are, but they come into their own time. And basically, my older cousin was stuck in a class in second, first and second grade drawing circles all day. That bothered my aunt because he was in a special ed class. And she couldn't understand, right, because it's just different. It's just different because it, it's even different in, like, if you go to Puerto Rico or you go to Dominican Republic. Like, people in, in other cultures, when your child seems a little bit slow when it comes to things, you would now take them to the side and give them the extra help they need. Or find out what they're good at, right? And so yeah. my aunt worked at a, she was working at a bank. And I'm not, she wasn't no teller. She was in corporate. Now, this woman was making all types of six figures, yeah? And what did she do? She gave a sabbatical for a year or two. Mm. So she took off and she stayed home with my cousin. Not only did she stay home, what she did was she took him out of the school. My God, this might sound like a crime. She took him out of the school, told them she was uh, sending him away. You know, back then they didn't ask nothing. She put him in regular school, like in a different school, didn't say anything to them because not all, all the academics are not tied together. So nobody knows anything because everybody child looks normal. Right. And put yeah, him in regular exactly. school. That first day he went, of course, he's quiet. He comes home. They must have spent fucking five, ten hours working on that schoolwork on a weekend schoolwork. Man, whew, you know, Caribbean people like to beat but yeah, she did, she didn't beat him that much. But she literally, literally, I'm talking about like straight Nazi camp, like was on him, on him, on him to the point where, fast forward, the guy that used to write circles that was in a uh, special ed, she took him out, so now he didn't have anything saying he had whatever. He now could read write, no problem. Was really good at his schoolwork. Went to St. John's University. What's after the valedictorian? The second runner up? That's what he was. Oh, wow. Right? So how do, you know, how do we go from some, so sometimes I don't even know if we should be listening to these teachers and doctors and because I'm telling you some, and, and you, I'm sure you could see it in your son, how bright he is with certain things. Cause sometimes it's just something they're focused on. It could be numbers. It could be letters. It could be abstract. It's just in their, their brain is just a little bit different, but not so different where they are probably fucking smarter than both of us put together. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? And so it's just something I want to point out. I mean, if you, she was married, I'll say that. So she did have another income. You get what I'm saying? It's tough when you're a single parent and you're trying to get help. 
because it, it doesn't, you know, for them, it, it what's the the money's not in the cure. <laughs> the money yeah. is keeping your kid just like just teetering, and so your child could get over the threshold, but they, they, they never really want that. And then I used to work for um, a place where I worked with low functional uh, people, and um, they. Um, those people got dropped off when they were young. So now these people got dropped off sometime in the 60s or the 70s. They were old. And 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 half of them, I didn't see nothing wrong with them. They sat there. They watched Jeopardy. They were answering it. And I was like, what's really wrong? Oh, she she stutters a little bit. Um, When? Only when she's lying, I hear her stutter. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, when, what do you mean she stutters? She's she's good. She's this nothing. I didn't see anything wrong with the woman. There was another guy. He's there. He's 60 years old. They dropped him off a long time ago because that's what they used to do. Just drop him off at a home. And there was nothing. He was racist. But, I mean, other than that, you know, and you, I don't know if you know, like, when white people, when they get old, they start getting dark marks on them. Mm-hmm. I told him, you know, every time you say the N-word, you're going to wake up looking like me. You know, he stopped, right? But <laughs> I'll just point it out to all the dark spots on his leg. I was like, you're going to turn into a black man. I don't think you want that. But nonetheless, I think it's really how you just um, kind of just convey. So, I mean, kudos, kudos to everything you've done. And I know you probably feel like, damn, I wish I did more. But honestly, it's not your fault because the system is is made for people just to stay where they are so other people can make money off of you. Let's keep it a buck. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my question for you is, so now in all that, that you, do you feel like he's grown, you know, with it, with work or I don't know. He, you told me he, you did say he has a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel he's at, I feel like it could be, it could be something more. Like, I feel like, again, um, yeah. Uh, because I feel like he's, he's not where I feel like he should be because it's kind of like, like I said, he hasn't, but it's just like, again, he's only working because he's working with a friend. He ended up taking his OSHA test. I was told that if he did pass that OSHA test, I would be receiving a card in the mail. So I'm still waiting now. I'm trying to wait and to see before this month is over. See, because he doesn't like taking notes. I rarely see him study. So all of these things are really important. Of like, I always looked at it like I feel like he's just living through life. Like he's just, you know, like, hey, somebody told me I want to go to work. I'm just going to go to work, not knowing that there's other things um, involved with that. Like right now, he's lucky that he doesn't have to give um, any information like social birth certificate to be put on. You know what I mean? When it comes to actually getting a check. So these things is like, I don't know. He's just breezing through life because that's how I look at it. Like, it's not like, hey, mom, what happens with this or if I need this? That's what's my concern. Because, again, if I'm not here, like I've been doing half of his stuff when it comes to his appointments i give my number and then sometimes be like thinking like they probably think he's old enough like why you know what i mean like they're probably thinking like why does she have because yeah because again he's not thinking about oh i have appointments that are very important that i need to there's a lot of things that i've noticed that he's just not i feel like it's just not important to him and i wish that if i would have known about his school or you know what i mean i just wish maybe things would have been a little bit different because like i said now 
I don't know. Can I actually still, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be just thinking like now, can I still fix what's happened? Can I make him understand, you know, all of, all of this again is really important because mommy's not going to be here forever. And I, I agree. Like I agree concern. with. I I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm, I'm gonna have a, a little different. It's just an opinion or whatever. He sounds like most mm-hmm. children, like most adults. <laughs> they just breeze through life, right? <laughs> so you can't. I mean, I, yeah. I want you to. I want you to tell me some good traits about him that you love. He's. He's he he he's a very funny kid. Um, with his little jokes, because I remember at one point he ended up doing a comedy show, and people found him funny. So I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, he probably got something going on here. Um, he actually wanted to do like YouTube, so I was just like, you know, here I am again, like trying to encourage, be you know, be supportive. And even when I brought some of this stuff up, all of a sudden, like now he doesn't want to do any of that. But I was like, I just like the fact that he knows there's things that he wants to try. But I mean like I know deep down I know that he wants to do things and it's just like, you know, but now question, has 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 he been date has he does he date yet? All of that. <laughs> I guess like all kids, uh, they're really secretive about that. It's just one of those things like it'll be one of those conversations out of the blue until I find out. Because from what I know, it's just like my son has a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend in, um, in the high school that um, he's going to. And I was just like, I didn't find that out until like later. So I was like, here they go. All these things I don't know. And in my mind, it's like, I'm, you know, but it sucks. Because even if it wasn't just him, it'd be my daughter. But it's like, nobody better come back with a baby. <laughs> nobody better come back to my place with no baby. But that's um, the thing. Look at that. He's able to socialize in a setting and have a girl. There's people without problems that can, don't even can't even find someone. <laughs> that shit makes no. sense. That's, trust me, that's the crazy part. So many things that I've seen, it's just like, these two can be in love with each other and look at them <laughs> it's like what the hell but no i get it you know it's no it, it, it's totally different i'll tell you i'll tell you a crazy joke so they had a um they, there was a meeting and of course uh, some of the low functional people everyone needs love right so some of the low functional they are were sexually active Right. Some had Down syndrome, some had, but they still had little jobs and stuff. So they had a meeting where now they were telling them how to have safe sex. Mm-hmm. And the the nurse came out and she brought out a banana and she brought out some condoms and she was showing them how to put the condom on the banana. Okay. Ne- next meeting happens. Sally, Sally stands up and she says, I, me and my boyfriend, we had safe sex. And everyone's like, yay, Sally, right? It's just so weird. Yay, Sally. It's like a, a what's this, a, a anonymous, the anonymous, mm-hmm. the alcohol. Yes, Sally. And then Sally says, um, yes, I did everything you said. We got a banana and I put a condom on it. True story. Oh, wow. This is, oh, my gosh. This is a, another episode. But, yes, everything in due time. All these things that I hear, like, these are these are more um, things that I want to talk about. But, yeah, that kind of sucks because they really thought it was, like, put it on the banana, not understanding that, it, you know, I guess they didn't want to, I guess maybe they didn't go too much into detail of, like, you know, this is going to go on the guy's penis. Like, you know what I mean? They're really thinking it's the banana instead. Oh, my goodness. 
And I feel like these are the little things we miss because I've learned. And again, even if it's not a disability, because these are just kids, right? I feel like with them, you have to be so very specific when you're saying something. Even if it's like, hey, I want you to wash all the dishes that are in the sink, that are on the counter, that's on the floor, like that specific you have to be. And I, like, I'm going to say it again. doesn't even have to be a kid with, disability, with a disability. But you have to explain to them things to the T. Because if you don't, next thing you know, it'll be like worker when she said her son was like he's like you you didn't tell me to do that he's like that that's not what was written and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> sounds like my 14 oh, year old he does the same thing no matter i'll be like well what happened to this he said well you only said the dishes in the sink and i'm like bruh bruh you're killing me right now take out the trash oh there was no bags so you you're just not gonna take out the trash <laughs> we'll get bags later can you just take out the, the oh, oh oh you wanted me oh okay no, and there's nothing wrong with him. Henceforth, yeah. I think so. Oh, I'll be like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. But at the end of the day, he's great at math. That's all I know. The dude's great at math, and he's funny. He likes horror. Eh, you know the things you know about your children. And so when you're talking about, as especially with children with disabilities, I wanted to ask you, how did you feel? Like, at what age? You said he was in, uh, what, kindergarten, first grade? How did you feel hearing this information? Actually, it was in the daycare. Um, I don't know if, if when maybe they were doing some sort of activity or maybe just wanting to like to see if he would say anything. But again, I you know how it is because you know what they I know what we talked about in the class is that every kid um, goes through the stages differently. Just because one child might be talking at a year old doesn't mean that the next child who's one has to be speaking also at one. So it'll, it was one of those things, like, again, like I said, I didn't complain or fight against it. I was like, okay, I'm going to go look into this. But eventually I did see that there was something there because, like I said, him trying to speak and verbalize, it was just kind of there. So I was like, I'm, and my mind was like, I guess it was good that I caught it in time. But again, <laughs> It was just the the lack of help and me from like, again, I mean, it sucks because here I am years later knowing this, but just that missing information, you know, to would have been able to help him more. But I don't know, maybe because the years have gone by, things might have improved or you know what I mean? Again, I feel like it's always having to speak to the right people. Like I said, like the teachers, those ladies at that school, they're willing to fight for these kids. You know what I mean? And I think that's the most important thing about people who are willing to fight for these children. Even if it's not just the parents, but people on that side as well, knowing that it's like, now nah, we just can't let them, you know, slip through the cracks. We can't let them, you know, ha have them fail in this world just because, you know what I mean? Because they don't really care. It's just like, yeah, just throw them in there and that's it. Because he, he seems fine, you know? And now question, was this something that uh, was, was it a delayed, uh, you know, his... Um is he low functioning, high functioning, in between functioning? So yeah, it was the speech. Like I said, it was the speech and and the learning disability. So yeah, he was delayed. So it was kind of taking him time. Just like I said, even now, as as you know, even though he's twenty, still some things like that where I've learned too that he was more of like a visual child than more of like, you know, like if you showed him things or, you know, because I noticed like some of the kids are like that too. They're very good because everything is more visual. They will learn that way. 
But other than when you take all that stuff away, like, you know, but I, that's what I noticed about him. He was more visual than when it came to anything else. Like, so. It's so funny because there is a, and I don't want to mess it up because I was, I was just listening to, uh, on, um, uh, not the, not the art of war, the art of seduction. And he was talking about the other, the Krishna, you know, how they, the <laughs> followers of Krishna, well, Krishna didn't start talking to his 12 babe. So look at him. Look at mm. this be super being. Do you get what I'm saying? They found such strength yeah. and it was discipline. It's a, it's a different type of mind. That's why I say sometimes now that I, I look at disability a little bit different because I've had like family members and to see them grow. And guess what? That guy's a cop right mm. now. That guy that they wanted to put in special ed is a cop. And he just bought a house upstate in New York. And he just had a baby. And he got married. And he, I'm telling you, like, he did things like, he, the boy looks smooth. He's a grown man now. But there was a moment where my grandmother wasn't sure. But she was like, you know what? Your aunt's working on him like she was working on him. She just would take the extra time to sit there and make him write things over and over. Like Little House on the Prairie, write it over and over and over. Over and over. And I mean, in some way, they could see it as abuse or whatever because you're just forcing the child to learn. But she had to do it in her own way because there was nothing. She had to do it in her own way because there was nothing really out there. Like now, the fact that you're still searching for better. I mean, you found some people, but what it would be to have seven days a week to have that support. And a lot of people don't really have that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I just, I'm like, I'm grateful for this school because I feel like it happened at a good time <laughs> when I was over here just worrying about myself. Like, what am I going to do? What can I look into? What can I do? And then as, as I'm there and I get to talk to, to the ladies and they give me information, there's still something that I actually have to sit down and look into because I was given a site. But again, I like I'm doing so much and my mind is racing with so many things. It's like, I have to take a day to sit down when it comes to the information I was given and actually go on and just like look through it, you know, and then see what it says. And again, to see how I can help them, you know? No, that's dope. That's good. That's dope. Now question the children that you do work with. I know you said you, 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 you know, you do fall in love with them. They're so sweet and everything. Uh, do you feel like most of their parents are helpful or do you feel like it's just, they only get the help when they get there? No, some parents are, um, some parents are pretty helpful. Um, some aren't, some, I feel like, you know, when you call like in a, can I, can I say the word enabler or they just don't help because certain kids, it's like, I mean, they know that they have a certain disability, but they try to baby them. They try to do everything for them. And that was another thing I was being told, too. Like, even as old as he is now, like, I was told, you know, like, don't try to do everything for him. And I'm trying to to show him and, and have him, you know what I mean? Like, I've been trying to do that for a while. Like, here, take this money. And I would stand there and watch him because even, even something like that, when it came to counting money, it was just kind of like, oh, my God. I was like, you what you're doing. You just can't go and give the person and not you know what i mean so it was just things like that but um some of the parents understand and they're willing to work just not you know they're not helping the situation 
you know, in order for like us to help them, for them to help us so that we can work together. So that, you know, again, to help, to help the child, to help them out, you know? Now, have so, you, have you ever had uh, him go to a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, I mean, other than speech therapist? He was, he was doing stuff like, but it was only in school. I don't, from outside, none of that. It was mostly in school, like speech. Cause that was like the main thing he was getting. Um, was he getting occupational therapy, but he was getting all that stuff in school, but like nothing really outside. So that was just the only difference. And now question, I, and I've always wanted to ask this. I'm going to ask you as a parent with a child with a disability, do you blame yourself? Sometimes I do. I feel like, um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I should have just certain things. I should have just done a little bit different, but then again, it's just kind of like, you know, uh, I tried, but it just sucks. Cause I feel like, you know, something, I know something eventually will happen. Something has to eventually click. You know what I mean? Because I'm hearing what you're saying and, and stories of, you know, whatever disability they have, but they're doing great at the end. You know what I mean? I'm just really hoping something eventually happens. Cause I, um, I want to tell you, you're like, you're, you're not to blame for anything. Do you get what I'm saying? You brought in a beautiful boy and he's now a man. And the fact that he isn't, he even has the skills to pick up a girl. You know, I'm. I'll tell somebody real quick when someone says to me, "Oh yeah, they said I have so and so." I'd be like, "There's nothing wrong with you. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's society. You're you you're at your own pace, your own space. And I mean, sometimes if we just tell children, sometimes even when they're teenagers, you're perfect. Even if things are off, you're perfect. I don't care if they got a cleft lip. You're perfect." And I think that's the thing. Society will say, well, they need to do it fast and they need to because they get paid for every test they pass. They get paid for every piece of lunch they eat. They get paid for whatever. And so they make us as the parents feel like it's our fault somehow. But honestly, Angie, you've done an awesome job. So you can't be up on yourself. That's just society trying to make, I'm telling you right now, the fact that you told me this boy had a secret relationship, he made sure you didn't know. That boy could rob a bank. It, listen, <laughs> if you if they know how to rob um, a bank and you don't find out, they are fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but I mean, now thinking about it, it's just like, yeah, because again, like what the lady said, they they will try to to make your child fall into the cracks and fail. Like that part is sad. Like why? You know what I'm saying? Why would you want to do that? So then they could sit around and complaining, talking about all these people that are in the streets and all this stuff. But it's like, why would you want to do that? Like, why can't we help them? And, you know, that they can go out into the world and hopefully be productive citizens. You know what I mean? Not to then all of a sudden, like, here's a problem or here's what's going. You know what I mean? Like, why? That's horrible. Yeah, that's the world we're living in. It's okay. No, that's that's that's. That's the world we're living in. Um, I I do remember. And let me keep. Let me be real with you guys. When I was working at the disability uh, place, no one wanted to come in. 
Uh, no one wanted to work there. Everyone wanted to work with high functioning. I'll tell you something about high working with high functioning. They will kick your fucking ass if they don't like what you've said to them. Okay. And people used to get their ass handed to them. Okay. By high functioning people. But I worked with low functioning and no one wanted to come to that house. It was somewhere on 34th street. Um, and I spent, I would spend three days at work straight because no one would, cause you need people around at the group home. And no one wanted to come in because they would have accidents, you know, bathroom accidents. And nobody mm-hmm. kind of wants to deal with an adult and help them clean. But here's the thing. Everyone gets old. Everyone gets old and someone's going to have to do it for you. So you've uh, got to like, have some fucking thing about yourself. Don't be so dis- Oh, I can't do that. Someone's going to have to take care of you. And you wouldn't want if they flung you to the side and gave you bed sores. And so... Mm-hmm. um. One thing that I did notice is that there was a wanting and needing for more learning. And one of the things that that place did, and I don't want to say what the company was, the organization, but they they would get money for them every month through the government, through grants, and they would sit there and watch TV. And, you know, I, I went around, a lot of them couldn't talk, but they could talk through their eyes and through what they watched. And so if I knew one that loved um, Alex Trebek, and I remember I got a signed autograph, I got a signed autograph of Julie Andrews, Sound of Music. I took one, she did not speak since she was 15. She had um, some type of, uh, it was Bell Palsy, and then she had the full, like the big wheelchair and everything. She couldn't talk, arms folded. And all she did was scream. She'd watch BET all the time. And every time Diddy came on, she would scream. And so I knew that's how much she loved Diddy. I was like, you love Diddy. And she'd be like, oh. I was like, I know you love Diddy. I don't love Diddy, but you can love him. And uh, it was, um, what was that play with uh, A Raisin in the Sun um, mm. came out? And I, I requested, I filled it out. Oh, no, you can't take her. Yeah, I'm an asshole because I wrote to corporate and was like, she don't go nowhere. Yeah, She can't go see P. Diddy now? Like, she's not, you know what I'm saying? She's 30-something years old. She's been here for 15 years. Mm. You guys don't take her to the movies. You guys don't take her anywhere. She's stuck in the bed. Like, at, at a certain point, this is abuse. I know you guys are getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Man, they gave me them tickets so fucking fast. <laughs> they gave me, that lady didn't like me. That lady sure didn't like me. Every chance she got, she was trying to find a way to let me go. But, yeah, shit like that. It's like if you don't advocate, and so I get what you say, if you don't advocate for your own, when you put them in the system, you don't want to see the shit that they do to them. They get so much money for them, and then they just sit them in a corner, stick a banana in their mouths, and literally put them in front of the TV and collect thousands of dollars every month. Every month. But if you went and you said to the government, hey, can you send me something for my child? They'd give you the bare fucking minimum. Mm. That's always interesting, though. Like all that money and stuff. And it's just like, oh, and it's like when you try to talk to people and explain stuff, because like, this is the world we live in. Like, you got to do what you got to do. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy. Oh, my God. I like took up all your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess what i'll do is i mean of course like i said they can google but i just want to read real quick so um thank you so much i appreciate when you come on you know so <laughs> and like i said it's always somebody with some type of information or stories you know that uh we can always talk about it actually you know relate to what's going on so <clears throat> thank you 
right, later, babe. All right, babe. So I just wanted to say um, before I finish the show, uh, like this, I've I've heard it today during um, team meeting about District 75. And as I'm looking at this now, I'm a little bit disappointed because I remember during the time, I think my son was probably still either in junior high or even elementary or junior high. And I was trying to get him into District 75 and I got turned away. And again, I... Wasn't really thinking much, but it sucks because, like I said, it, you know, I tried. And, as, again, as time goes by, I'm just like, damn. Um, that's what I'm saying for anybody out there. Please fight for your children. Don't take no. Don't. Just don't. Just don't take no. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they turned me away because in my mind it's just like, wow, like, again, what is considered a disability? I feel like for them, it's like the school had to be, like, it had to be so severe and it just bothers because it's like, how do you um, push away one child because you don't feel that it's that major compared to the other? Like, he should have still been able to get help. Um, these are the things that just really, oh, yeah, it just upsets me so much about how things work. Like right now, District 75, right? It says um, it's a high specialized instructional support for students with significant challenges. It says like autism spectrum, significant cognitive delays, emotional disturbances, sensory impairments, and multiple disabilities, right? So they do have programs, it says, for anybody out there in New York. And I know some parents must know whether maybe they already knew about it or if anybody who's new and looking into it, and especially I'm going to say it again in New York, I don't know about the other places outside of it, but District 75 is supposed to be the place that will help your child. So it says things like special classes co-located in District 1 through 32 schools, school building where all students have IEPs, general education classrooms, agency hospitals, and at home. So even things like there's one child who's coming into the classroom soon. Um, I think, did he say they have, is he epileptic? Something like that. I feel so bad. I should know this. But there, there's a possibility. They're trying to see if they can get the nurse to come to the school to be there. So it's like, these are the things I'm talking about. Like, oh, so important. Like I said, please fight for your children. Again, anybody who's out there listening, don't take no. Don't settle for whatever. This is your child. Um, in order for them to be productive citizens in this world, you got to do what you got to do. Like I said, I wish I would have known this information before. Um, it would have been so much different. But now that I know, I want to share that information and just let you know that this is what they do when they're having these little meetings about your child and where they think they belong. And if you know that that's not where they belong, you have a right to say no. You have a right to say no and you have a right to fight it. So like here, I think some of these kids in the school have that. There are kids in the school, uh, hopefully i got like three minutes. <laughs> there, are, there are kids in the school who are autistic with cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, um, genetic disorders, intellectual disabilities, spina bifida. I have not seen anybody with the Tourette syndrome, but again, um, like I said, I love this school. Um, like I said, if you have any questions, anything you want to ask me to hit me up personally, like I said, I have my IG, same name, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, and also my Gmail that's also with the same name, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, all as one. So, but as I'm looking here, because even it was talking about differences between developmental delay versus disability, um, then functioning as an adult, all these things you can Google, because what I think I Googled was, what are the type of disabilities um, in children, and then this popped up, which of course you can always look into it, but 
um, these things, um, like I said, yeah, are really important. And I'm so grateful for being at this school and just learning so much more that I can actually pass this information along as I'm getting it from them. I'm going to share it with you. Like I said, if you want to hit me up, if anything you want to know, I can try my best. I can always ask the ladies that work there and see. And like I said, there is a site that I have to go on that I need to look into that will also I be able to help um, if it's something important for anybody who's out in New York. Um, so, oh, man, got two minutes. <laughs> Uh, I wish, you see, at first when I started, I could, I feel like I could even keep it up to go for an hour, but it's just like, now it's just like, oh, I wish I had more time. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out on the wakeupradio.com and otw.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on the Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Next week's episode is going to be about remote learning because even though I feel like we're kind of changing it up, but we st- I still want to talk about it. Also, remember, life is too short and enjoy life to the fullest. Good night. Until next time. Bye. otwtube.com uncensored free speech platform flawed individual Cindy Ashby 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 Ashby